What it do, man? You're back in the building and you're listening to another episode of Mud Talk with your boy, Coach T. And I'm back, man. I'm going to tell you like this, man, straight up. I don't even want to waste no time. Like, I'm really burning on something right now. Something's been sitting on my chest for the last couple weeks. And if you know me, you know how passionate I am about sports. And uh, especially right now, it's, it's playoffs, you know, playoff basketball taking place right now. It's some it's some beautiful basketball being played. It's a lot of things taking place. You know, unfortunately, players getting injured and things like that. But I want to get one thing off my chest really quick. You know, if you've been rocking with me and you've been here for, you know, two or three seasons now, we're now in season number four, that I did an episode uh, entitled LeBron Hate. And I did that a while ago. And I kind of, you know, came at some people that I believe that don't like LeBron. And so I went into this whole spiel about just talking about some of the things LeBron has accomplished, some of the things he's overcame um, and things that he had to overcome to get to where he was at, you know, at that time in his career. But it still baffles me that people find a reason and it's almost like they can't wait to see LeBron fail. You know, as a fan of the game, and someone who flat out loves the game of basketball, I don't understand, or I can't really relate to people that don't like to see great basketball being played. You know, when I was growing up, I had the opportunity to see Michael Jordan play. Uh, you know, man, he was just something special, right? One of the greatest to do it ever. Some would say he's the greatest ever to do it. But I got to see Michael Jordan play. And... I also understood that in watching the Chicago Bulls that, you know, before Michael Jordan went on his run and he won three titles and then, of course, we know what happened. He left the game. He came back. He won three more. During those six championship victories, not one time did he not have Scottie Pippen. Basically, what I'm trying to say is even Michael Jordan had a superstar, in this case, Hall of Fame player beside him now was michael jordan flat out the better player ah hands down was michael jordan the the clutch player that that did a lot of the the major things on that team when it came to like last second shots or you know uh just just being flat out clutch in all areas even on the defensive side yes it was michael jordan but without scotty pippen michael jordan wasn't able to accomplish the things that he accomplished you got to be a part of a good team, right? It's always good to have your ace with you. Somebody that you know, your right hand, somebody you can depend on, that's going to have your back, that's going to night in and night out, put forth that effort, that's going to match your effort, and it's going to give your, ch your team a chance to win every night. Now, in the business world, it's the same thing, right? There's different levels. You, you, you have your CEO, you know, your, your COO. You know what I mean? Or general managers or operating partners, your owners, like everybody work together to accomplish the same goal. Now, if you don't have a strong partner in business, if you don't have strong people in these positions of power, things don't go as smooth. You know, like when, when you're trying to accomplish things, it just won't always happen. You won't always get to the championship without having a proper team in place. And strong players in the starting roles, <laughs> if, if that makes sense. So, you know, what I don't understand is why people immediately jump down LeBron's throat 
when AD had a serious injury, right? AD had a serious injury. Like, flat out, I'm sorry, man. I don't care what you have to say. Like, if you love the game of basketball, you got to hear me out here. Anthony Davis had a serious injury. And if you know anything about, you know, injuries, you know that the injury that he was dealing with was not something that he could play with. Not only was it something he could not play with, that could only heal up through rest and rehab. He tried to get out there and play on it. So I give him credit, even though he didn't have any business being out there. But as a fan of the game, as somebody who played the game, and no, I didn't play in the NBA. No, I didn't even play in college, but I played the game on a competitive level in high school and things like that. But at the same time, you when you play the game, you understand certain injuries and you know that you can't play through certain injuries. AD was essentially LeBron James, Scottie Pippen this year on this team, on this Lakers group. You've seen what happened last year when AD was healthy, LeBron was healthy. Together, they were just a force on the court. Now, you could debate whether the pieces last year were a lot better than this year. That's neither here nor there. But without Anthony Davis, you cannot expect LeBron, a 36-year-old LeBron, to beat a Phoenix Suns team who in, who has Chris Paul. And, and let's, let's, just, let's end this discussion right here about whether Chris Paul is still a star or not. He is. He's never lost it. Every team that he's played for, he's made the team better. When he went to OKC, OKC immediately became a, a better team and a playoff team. You think that that had nothing to do with Chris Paul? Okay, now Chris Paul comes to the Phoenix Suns, who already had Devin Booker, who was a phenomenal player. I mean, before it's all said and done, barring any injuries or crazy things happening, Devin Booker probably will be a Hall of Fame player. He has a, a just a flat-out ability to fill it up. He can score at any place on the court. So you add Chris Paul to that, the role players that's on that team are underrated. They have a, a phenomenal uh, group of guys that just play their role. And then you have a young big man who's in his third year in, in Andre Ayton, who is just coming to his own, man. He can defend at the rim. He can rebound. I mean, he's can, he can score around the basket. He can run the floor. The, the man's about to get paid. Like, after this season's over with, he's going to command some major money. A 36-year-old LeBron by himself, essentially, he's playing by himself. Andre Drummond didn't necessarily work out the way we thought he would. Uh, you know, <laughs> my man Dennis did not show up, man. Dennis Schroeder did not show up, man. He, he I, don't, I don't know if it was playoff jitters or what it was but he, he just wasn't consistent uh he did not help in the capacity that that he that the lakers needed him to to help in and, and for that reason it felt like lebron was alone kcp uh we didn't see a type of shooting performance from him in this series that we we saw last year in the playoffs and the average lebron hater is going to say all of these are excuses right but the phoenix suns are a great team it's a reason they just swept the Denver Nuggets, who played in the Western Conference Finals last year. But what was the difference this year with Denver? Oh, yeah, Jamal Murray, the superstar superstar player, was hurt and, has been, and is out for the season. And even though the Joker won MVP, even the MVP could not do it alone. He needs help. Every player in the league needs help. 
It's the way the game is just set up. It's the way the league is set up. You know, newsflash, NBA players are really, really good. And just because you think they're trash and they're on the bottom of the bench, I guarantee you any amount of money that you can't get off your seat right now, off your couch, and, and do a better job than that player's doing. You can talk about it. You can complain about it. You can you can criticize that player. But if you're in the league, you're one of the best players in the world, hands down. That's it's, it's not up for debate. Now, LeBron not having help, LeBron gets criticized. He gets called, you know, all these crazy different names. All right. But as a basketball fan, we're, we don't respect greatness. I don't I don't think we I don't think we uh, what's the word I'm looking for. We take it for granted. And when I say we, you can take me out of that conversation because I do not take greatness for granted. When I look at a great basketball player, I, I soak it up. I, you know, I, I cherish every moment of it because I know that player is not going to play forever. And so when I got to see Michael Jordan play, even though I was not a fan of Michael Jordan, the NBA player, I soaked up every minute of getting to watch Michael Jordan play. I was watching greatness. I was watching history. I was watching things be done that, that wouldn't be done again. And I had the opportunity to see that. With that being said, as a basketball fan, why do you guys hate LeBron so much? Why does it make you feel so good when LeBron does not win, does not uh, accomplish things that we expected him to accomplish? Why do we not give him grace? You know, we give Michael Jordan grace. He, he didn't win without Scottie Pippen. Didn't win one championship without him. But we don't mention that, right? We talk about 6-0, and right? We talk about the fact that MJ uh, never lost in the finals. Well, he, he never went without Scottie Pippen. It's, it's time that we start talking about that. And before I get a little bit deeper into this, man, let, let's just get a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by GingerBrand.com. Go to Gingerbrand for all your premium quality streetwear needs. Right now, I'm rocking my super dope, super comfy, all black Gingerbrand t-shirt. And it's really cool, man, because it actually has a Bible verse right on the front of it. It reads 2 Corinthians 9 and 6, which is right up my alley, man, if you know me. That's awesome, man. So shouts out to the owner of Gingerbrand for getting this out to me. It actually shipped really quickly. It arrived here at my house a lot a lot sooner than I thought it would get here. You know, you can find them on Instagram at gingerbrand underscore. That's at J-E-N-G-E-R brand underscore. If you're on Twitter, go give them a follow at C-O Ginger. Or just go to the website, man, at gingerbrand.com and check them out. He has a ton of different streetwear from jogging suits to hoodies to you know, sweatshirts and t-shirts, man. All the kind of stuff that I like to rock and I'm sure you guys like to rock, man. Shout out to Ginger Brand from the soil, a brand you can believe in, embracing uniqueness, gingerbrand.com. Now on the other other side of things, you have Kevin Durant, right? Love him or hate him, you can't debate whether Kevin Durant currently, right now, is the best player in the world. His skill set offensively, and I've said this before, I've been on record saying this, and this is as a LeBron fan. If you know me, I've been a LeBron fan since day one. This this, this didn't happen when he went to Miami. Uh, you know, I, I followed the LeBron wave since he was in high school, and then his high school game was, was, was shown on ESPN. I was right there sitting on the floor in the projects watching that game. Now, Kevin Durant, Without 
any like it's not even up for debate. It's the best player in the world right now. His ability to score any place on the court, he's flat out unguardable. He can handle the ball like a guard. He's been able to defend, and he showed that when he went to Golden State. And that was a knock on him, you know, going to Golden State that all he wasn't the best defender, X, Y, Z. But he showed that he can defend flat out. He can rebound. He can pass the ball. And I mean, it's just how do you stop him? I mean, when he has the ball in his hands, you're just hoping that he misses, right? You, you, You literally just hope that he misses. Even a player of his caliber still needs help to win a title. It's the reason why he didn't go to Brooklyn alone. Kyrie Irving came. It's the reason why even with Kyrie Irving, they still made a push to get James Harden. Now that James Harden is hurt, and as I'm recording uh, the game, I believe game five is tonight. I'm recording this a little early, but uh, you know, James Harden, I think, was upgraded to like questionable or something for tonight. Either way, man, he's dealing with a hamstring. Listen, if you've been injured before, if, if you're if you're familiar with any of these injuries, and some of you guys aren't because you just never played a game or you've never actually been injured because you you you've never been like active enough, like playing sports. If you had a hamstring injury, you would know that you just don't uh go to sleep tonight and wake up and it's gone tomorrow. That's a tough injury to not only heal from. But to come back and to even play, you know, at like 70 percent with a with a with a, a hamstring injury, that's not even easy, man. That's that's not easy. So now that James Harden is down, Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving got hurt the last game as well. Ankle injury. You know, the x-rays came back, you know, negative or whatnot, you know, wasn't as serious as it looked. But either way, if you ever had an ankle injury, you know, you're not just about to step back on the court and be as effective and efficient as you would be if your ankle was 100%. Now, there's certain injuries you can play with. I mean, I've broken a finger, you know, and in multiple places is when able to, you know, get right back out there and play with a broken finger. It's just certain things you can and can't do in the game of basketball or in sports in general. But when you handle the rock like Kyrie and you're as shifty as he is and, you, and you're just, you know, the playmaker that he is, He needs that mobility to be efficient and effective. And with Kyrie Irving being hurt and James Harden being hurt, I just want to be the first one to say, if if the Nets don't win, I'm not about to bash Kevin Durant. He's the best player in the world. But even the best player in the world needs help. He needs help. This is the NBA. This is the NBA. All these players are great. So Kevin Durant and... Blake Griffin and Bruce Brown and uh, and these other guys on this team, they may not be able to get it done. They need their other stars to help Kevin Durant to get this done. And if it doesn't happen, I will be the first one to tell you I'm not going to be on the side that's bashing Kevin Durant. I'm just not going to do it. If you're a basketball fan and you enjoy watching greatness, you understand that even the greatest players of all time needed other great players beside them. And as long as I've been alive, I've never seen a team win a title that didn't that wasn't composed of great players. Now, the Detroit Pistons, who shocked the world, they may not have had a said superstar on that team, but Chauncey Billups, Rip Hamilton, and Rasheed Wallace was a pretty darn good trio. Ben Wallace? Uh, come on, man. Like, Tayshaun Prince? Yo, they, they had a pretty good group of uh, players. The Lakers, Kobe and Shaq. 
the Bulls, I already told you, Scotty and Michael. Michael and Scotty. <laughs> Let me say that correctly for those of you who, who, who want to comment on that. The Houston Rockets, Clyde Drexler, Hakeem Olajuwon, Robert Ory, Sam Cassell. They had a squad, man. Like, I, I don't remember ever seeing a if you want to say the Dallas Mavericks did it with just Dirk Nowinski, then maybe you didn't watch basketball enough to see that they had a team. They had enough pieces. They had pieces. You have to have pieces in place to support said superstar so that they can, you know, a team can accomplish the goal of winning a championship. I truly believe that Kevin Durant is great enough to, to take this team, uh, you know, maybe to a game seven and hopefully that they can get at least one of the two injured players back. Maybe it'll be Kyrie uh, with the ankle. If he can, if, if they can win, you know, game five and, and push it, you know, maybe he can come back by game seven. I truly believe that Kevin Durant is great enough to do that. But if it doesn't happen and they don't get Kyrie and Harden back, look, hey, man, I don't, listen, I'm not disappointed. It won't surprise me if the Nets don't win. And it doesn't, it's not bashing Kevin Durant saying that, oh, he's not great enough to do it. Every great player needs help. And so that I'm saying that because all the people that don't like LeBron and, and have something to say about LeBron not accomplishing getting out of the first round this year. Take a look at the history of the game of basketball. And find me a team that didn't have a host of stars. Surrounded by great role players. That won a championship. I'm about to be 36 next month. Haven't seen it done my whole life. The Showtime Lakers host the talent. Multiple players. The Bad Boy Pistons, multiple players. The Boston Celtics, multiple players. Boston Celtics with KG, multiple players. Paul Pierce, you name it, man. It's, it's just hard for me to sit back and, and, and just let people just bash LeBron and bash LeBron but yet you're fans of the game, right? You should also do your history. You should know the history of the game. And with knowing the history of the game, maybe you should dial back your comments just a little bit. All right? Listen, that's enough. I'm going to get off my high horse on that one. And I'm going to transition into a lighter, a lighter topic, something that happened actually this morning that really, man, just blessed me tremendously. And I really want to speak on that really quickly. So let's get right into it. You guys always hear me talk about how love is free, hate costs. Y'all hear me say that a lot. I've been doing my best to make sure I say it at the end of every episode. But, you know, I sit in this chair and sometimes I just I go what's on my heart. This morning I was blessed tremendously. And I feel like God has just been I mean, he's just been showering, you know, pouring out blessings, pouring them out left and right. And, and I just, oh, man, I just give God all the glory, all the honor, all the praise right now. Because, you know, if you've been rocking with me and, and you've been here since day one, uh, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that the Coach Tony, the Coach T thing, it's not just like a cool name I came up with. I'm a coach. Myself and my wife, we we, we own a, a AAU basketball organization, even though it's currently dormant as, as we're speaking right now. Uh, we shut it down when COVID hit and uh, we're going to bring it back up. But it's still an active business. Uh, you know, I still train. I'm still open to do certain things. Neither here nor there. Uh, 
the very first group we had was a group of very special kids. Uh, about six years ago, I want to say about five or six years ago, when we started the organization, I was just blessed with some phenomenal kids. And as a coach, you think that you're going to have to show up in different ways. It's not always X's and O's. Like, I truly believe that the best coaches didn't really play the game at a high level. They didn't even play pro. Because it's the life experiences that you have that will help you groom and guide these children, uh, these young men and young women that you're coaching to help get them to the next level and to, and, and to be prepared for it. Because, yes, you need to be physically prepared for the next level, each level that you're going to, whether that's middle school to high school to college. Uh, mentally, you need to be prepared. But there's some real, real life stuff that some kids have not been exposed to. That if they're not prepared for it, it can literally cripple them when they get to the next level. I think that's why I step in. I think that's probably my strong suit as a coach that I've experienced so much in life that I can speak to different circumstances and different situations like real life situations. You know, you know, failure in the classroom uh, or what that results in, like, uh, you know, in the streets, making bad decisions, you know, skipping class, doing things like I made those decisions and I seen the results from those decisions and I can speak to what happens. It's not just like I'm going to scare my players into the what ifs. I can tell you what happened to me. And I think when you can give them the real. You can help affect them in a way um, that some of the coaches that didn't experience those things, they, they can't necessarily affect them or, or, you know, help them in that in that aspect. So I think that that's my strong suit. Yes, I want to teach them how to play the game. Yes, I want to show them what I what I know. And, and you know, uh, I like to try to simplify it and let them know that there's certain things that you got to be really good at. You got you got to have a work ethic, right? You got to uh, you get you have to have character. You have to be coachable. Um, you you got to have good grades. Uh, you know, you got to be a team player when when it's good and when it's bad. And when it's really bad, you really have to show up. And not just on the court before your teammates, you got to be accountable. There's so many different pieces that comes to, uh, you know, building a successful and molding a successful basketball player. My original group was filled with great kids. So a part of me was like, man, like, I really don't have to do that much work. I was blessed with some kids with great talent. And, uh, you know, before they came to me, I don't think they were a part of a family structure. So Milton Elite, our organization provided that. Uh, one thing we stood on was that we were a family. Uh, we did things together. We spent time together. Uh, my kids uh, and, and and all the kids I coached, they still talk today. Uh, I can pick up the phone and call any of the parents that that that, that I've coached their kids and, and really have conversations with them. And I genuinely want to see them do well. It does not matter if they play for me anymore. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, my season has come to an end. My assignment that God gave me, I played. <laughs> I played my role and I played it to the max. So I know that I, I already did my part. And so when, anytime I speak to one of my kids on just like, you know, a random update on, on where they're at in their basketball careers and what's going on. Most of them are freshmen and sophomores in high school right now. And uh the sophomores are just coming into like some recruiting right like a lot of the sophomores you know i, I got them when they were in sixth grade and, and i'm seeing some of them 
uh, be recruited right now, which is crazy. Uh, it's absolutely crazy, man. It's, it's time flies so quickly. Um, cherish every minute, man. Don't don't waste don't waste any time. Uh, soak it all up. But anyway, man, let me get off that soapbox. But this morning, if you know me, I get up really early, and, and I woke up um, after doing my thing, man. You know, gotta 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 pray in the morning. You know, do a little bit of reading and stuff like that. Then I get to the social media. Um, got on social media, and you know, I don't read all my DMs because all of them aren't healthy for me to read. But when I got one DM and I knew who it was from, I had to read that DM. And it was from one of my players, man. And and, and this player in particular, uh, man, was one of my best players. Honestly, it's been a it was a blessing just to have an opportunity to coach this kid. And I don't want to spoil the news, right? Until you know, said player announces it. But I had a message this morning, and it was a screenshot from you know a coach following him on Twitter and followed by that, that, that coach DM'd him and asked him for his, for his cell phone number. And if you keep up with NCAA recruiting, uh, I think it was like last night at 12 AM or this morning at 12 AM, excuse me, uh, coaches could eventually, uh, could, could officially start, you know, reaching out directly to players. And this player, uh, and we're going to keep his name anonymous because I hope to get him on the pod and, and, and talk to him. And, man, he's, he's a phenomenal kid. But um, he texts me and he's like, yo, yo, coach, man, I I just I just received a text from, uh, you know, university. Let's just say a D1 university, uh, a D1 university reached out. Now, I want to tell you, I, I really want to talk about. Man, just oh, man, just being faithful and, and and trusting in what God has for you. You know, this player right here, he uh because he transferred to a new school, he he had to sit out this year. Now, his freshman year, he averaged up uh, in the mid 20s per game and and flat out one of the best guards in the state of North Carolina. And I think one of the most underrated guards. If you don't know about him, you'll find out about him. Anyway, uh, he had to sit out this year because he transferred to a new school. And you know the way the rules work. If you sit out, you cannot uh, play. And so, I mean, if you transfer, you have to sit out and you can't play. But he did sit the bench with the team and he was able to, uh, you know, be at every game. But but I know that it was tearing him up. And I would check on him. You know, randomly, we, you know, send a message here and there. It might respond to something I see on Instagram. And, you know, I just tell him, man, you you know, you're going to be rewarded because you're so faithful and humble through this process that you're going through right now. And you're keeping your head on straight and you just you, you continue to trust in God because you know that God has a plan for you. This player did not even play his sophomore season this year, didn't even play. So he's been on the AAU, uh, you know, circuit, just doing his thing this year, you know, and uh, just from playing AAU alone, he didn't even play his high school season this year. He's already been contacted by a D1 university. To God be the glory, man. And when he texted me this morning and told me that, like, like it was almost like that message blessed me in a way that I don't think, I don't know, man. I was, wow, I just, when I, I it's hard for me to really spit it out right now and just come to words because I was speechless because I knew that he was special when I got him. I knew that he was going to be a college. Uh, he was going to get a free education 
and he was going to play uh, basketball in college, Division One. And I always said that from day one. But when he didn't play his sophomore year, I knew how he felt. Like it's almost like I could feel his pain because I know how bad he loves the game, how much he loves the game, and how much he wanted to be out there. But he stayed true to who he was. He didn't turn his back on God, and God didn't turn his back on him. And so, with that being said, today he was he was contacted by a Division One university. He ain't even scratched the surface yet because when he steps into his junior year and he goes out there and tears it up, man, he is he he's gonna have so many colleges at his door. It's going to be crazy, but it's a true testament to just staying faithful, man, staying faithful to um, um, God's promises and believing that when God promised you something, no, nobody can get in the way of that. Nobody can get in the way of that. He sat on, he, he didn't play a, a, a high school game this year. And he has a D one. He's been contacted by D one school, man. Stay true to what God has called you to be. Don't, don't let anybody deter you or discourage you from doing what God has called you to do. Because if God, if God calls you to it, he'll, call, he, he, he'll bring you through it. And I know you've heard this before, but I'm super proud. Um, I'm blessed to have been able to coach this kid and, and, and be a part of his life. We still talk, uh, his family, we still talk, uh, you know, we, we're, we're family, uh, Milton elite, man. If you, if you ever been a part of the program, your family forever, if I run into you in public, any of my kids, if they need to reach out to me or call me today, I make time to talk to them. Uh, I'm never too busy for my kids. Uh, and that's what coaching is about. You know, I truly don't believe in, you know, the early, you know, rankings of kids and things like that, because at the end of the day, this fourth or fifth grader is ranked, um, you know, all of a sudden he's number one player, whatever, whatever. We don't know how this kid is going to turn out in 10 years. You know what I'm saying? We don't know how this kid is going to turn out by the time he gets to high school. He may not grow, you know, he may grow four inches between elementary school and high school. And now he's not even ranked at all. So I just tell every kid right now, if you're not ranked, don't pay attention to it. Um, just keep doing the work. Keep grinding. Keep doing your thing. Because if you stay true to who you are and you put the work in, the results will show. And of course, that's all the way around. Do the work in the classroom. Do the necessary work as it pertains to your character. And of course, Make sure you're putting in the work as it pertains to your grind, as it pertains to your craft. And you will see the results and surround yourself with the right people. People that are going to push you and encourage you to be great. You'll get there. I promise you will get there. So not only one player from my group, uh, my original group uh, has been in contact with a Division One university. Uh, one of my kids that joined my organization, I think he was in seventh grade when he joined has received a D1 offer. And again, I'm keeping these names confidential right now because I want to let them announce it. And I want I want to give respect to the families right now, man. But it is just flat out amazing what God can do. You know, if if I were to ask somebody, did I need to start or could I start a, a AAU organization? There's some people in the basketball community that probably would have told me I wasn't qualified to do it. There's some people right now that probably don't think I'm qualified, but God has qualified me. God has already gave me my stamp of approval. And if this isn't proof and evidence of that, I don't know what is. I promise you out of my original group, I see it right now. We'll probably have about six or seven college athletes. 
And I can't wait to the day where each one of them uh, reach out and let me know that they've received the college offer. That means that my purpose, <laughs> I was I was in line with my purpose that God had for my life at that during that season. And I did what I was supposed to do. It wasn't about the money, because if you've listened to me before, you know that I didn't make any money. The first shoot myself and my wife, we poured thousands of dollars into our organization before we made a dime off of it. And I don't always like to talk numbers on here like that, man. But sometimes you got to put things into perspective for people to help you understand that when you're walking in your purpose, stay focused. Stay focused. Do not get distracted by the ups and the downs and the highs and the lows. If you're passionate about it and if God calls you to it, he's going to see you through it. And when the blessings come in, you ain't going to have enough room to receive them. The first check we received with Milton Elite was a check that, uh, man, I, it, it probably could have brought me to tears at the time. But I was just so humbled that, uh, you know, a company would even be willing to invest in us that way. And it just goes to show when your heart's in the right place and you're doing it for the right reasons and you're walking in your purpose, man, things things will work out for you. So with that being said, man, I promise to bring on. uh a few of my kids, man, as they, you know, continue to um, go through this journey of recruiting and just kind of interview them and talk to them about what's going on right now and and what they're dealing with and, you know, how they feel and everything like that. We might turn back the time that, that the clock a little bit and, and speak about, you know, Milton Elite and, and some of the good times and things like that. But but, you know, I'm very proud and I'm blessed uh, this morning that that was just the ultimate blessing that I received in, in the form of a an Instagram message. And it just it just it just blew my socks off, man. So um, with that being said, man. I want to just walk away from this by telling you guys. Love is free. Hate costs. You've been listening to your boy, Coach T. We out.